0: Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us all here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. We are continuing our catechesis in the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 2, now the next part of St. Peter's sermon to the church there. Let's begin from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse for this week. We love him because he first loved us. First John 4, verse 19. And our psalm is Psalm 118, beginning in verse 15. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is selections from Psalm 68. You have ascended on high, you have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belongs, belong escapes from death. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth, O oh, sing praises to the Lord. To him who rides on the heaven of heavens, which are, were of old, indeed he sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God, his excellence is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Alright, and then our reading from Acts
1: chapter 2.
0: Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will dwell a rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne, he, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Okay, so here's the, uh, the ch- big chunk of the sermon. Um, we already had him <laughs> repro- re, uh, yeah, reproving yesterday. Uh, it's only the uh, nine o'clock, right? We're not day drinking. Um, how does Peter identify Jesus there in verse 22? Yeah, a man attested um, by God, right? How did the Father, the God, bear witness or attest to Jesus? There in 22 as well. By miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, right? All right, and they, of course, witnessed those things. Why was Jesus handed over, according to St. Peter? right there in verse 23, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Hmm. Um, What had the people done to, to Jesus? You have crucified him, right, and put him to death. Now, what did the Father do? God. God raised him up, right? Loosed him from the pains of death. Alright. Then, um, Peter rightly, again, as we talked about a couple days ago, um, recognizes there, there are psalms that spoke of the events that have just happened, right? Now uh, here David, uh, David is again quoted. This is psalm, this chunk right here is from Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. You will not allow your Holy One to see corruption, right? Uh, according to verses 26 and 27 then, right here in the middle, from where do we get our hope well if he, didn't, if he didn't see corruption then we who are joined to him will not either in other words the Lord has conquered death by his death uh, was David writing about um, himself or Jesus or both when he said you will not leave my soul in Hades nor will you allow your holy one to see corruption he's writing about himself David about Jesus or about both Well, anytime there's both it's probably both right yeah in this case he's writing of himself who's been who trusts in jesus by way of promise Um, he's referring to jesus of course who has risen from the dead and of course i'd say he's referring to us who trust in him now what happened to david according to peter here in verse 29 he died um but so why then did he believe in the resurrection
1: That's right here in verse
0: 30. It was the promise, right, that he would raise up uh, one of his sons, one of his descendants, the Christ, to sit on his throne eternally. Right? And that's, that's the explanation given in verse 31. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, for his soul, that his soul was not let, left in Hades, that's Christ's soul, nor did Christ's flesh see corruption. All right. Where did um, Jesus. Then go according to verse thirty-two, to the right hand, right. Oh, right here, verse thirty-three, to the right hand of God, the Father. All right. And what is the right hand? I think we've talked about this before, but it's worth uh, repeating frequently. Yeah, your right-hand man. You think of, uh, oh, I don't know, a um, a commander or uh, you know, boat captain or whatever. His right-hand man is the one who serves him with all of his, uh, serves in place of him, I should say, with all of his authority, right? So here Jesus uh, is from the position of of the Father's authority, meaning he reigns, Jesus, over all things for the sake of his church, right? What does his ascension proclaim
1: um, about Jesus? Specifically
0: here, verse 36, yeah, that he is both Lord and Christ, right? Christ having died for the sins of the world, Lord being at the right hand of the Father. All right, so um, looking in summary here, uh, Peter's sermon, what four major works of Christ have Peter, did Peter describe here in the sermon? Uh, a man, right? Attested to you, so that's his incarnation, his crucifixion, you have crucified him, put to death. His resurrection, he did not allow his his Holy One to see corruption, right? But God raised him up, and then his ascension, exalted to the right hand of God, right? So we have, I mean, this is really a creedal sermon, is it not? Yeah, beautiful. Um, So we preach Christ and him crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and a rock of offense to the Gentiles, right? But to those who are being saved, Christ, the power of God, um, and
1: the salvation of God.
0: The work of Christ can be divided into four parts. Incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. Notice there's nothing in Peter's sermon about the right way to live or how to be a better person. There is only Christ, whose name is the only name by which we may be saved. The law in this sermon is that Israel had crucified the Messiah whom David had promised in the Psalms. In the preaching the cross, Peter preached repentance. And in the preaching of the resurrection, he proclaimed the forgiveness of sins. This preaching of law and gospel, repentance and forgiveness, death and resurrection, is what converted the hearts in the hearers to faith in Christ. This sermon did not call upon the hearers themselves to make a decision for Jesus and did not declare absolution apart from repentance. This sermon sets the pattern for all true preachers of the gospel until the day of our Lord's return. And I would argue all the sermons of Acts as we look at those over the next couple months. We'll see this pattern is consistent. This is what we preach. This is how we preach. This is the content of our preaching. All right. We confess our catechism for this week to widows. The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives first timothy 5 verses 5 through 6. and then to everyone the commandments are summed up in this one rule love your neighbor as yourself romans 13 verse 9 and i urge that requests prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone first timothy 2 verse 1. Well, i think it's appropriate for us to do some catechesis on this let me grab my notes uh. We did widows yesterday, but we've got time today. We can uh, cover to everyone, and then that will leave tomorrow free for us to um, to consider Sunday's readings. All right, oh, I'm sorry, not quite there. Okay, here we are. All right, so the commandments are summed up in this one rule, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, another way to say that would be love your neighbor uh, in place of yourself, in place of yourself, right? Um, now, who, of course, has loved their neighbor in place of themselves? That would be Christ Jesus, right? So Christ, in his love, fulfills the law. Um, and then how how is it then that we might love one another or love our neighbors? We learn to love by receiving his love in the gospel, right? He, we love because he first loved us, all right? Um, and then the, uh, that's Romans 13, then uh, 1 Timothy 2, I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone, all right? So this sets the pattern of prayer, right? Uh, for whom or for what do we pray for? Well, we actually pray for everyone, for all people in all of their various needs, right? Um, that's why each Sunday the petitions, um, broadly speaking, are, are similar Sunday to Sunday, of course, then there are specific requests based off of time and season uh, within the, those broad petitions, right? Uh, what's the key though? what What do we pray most for? And I've thought maybe we need to do this in a more formal way, which are um, prayers for faith and salvation. Um, we're not great at lamenting, but one of the things that we ought to probably do is maybe we can't do it verbally, but uh, to pray for those who have departed from the faith, who've walked away from the faith, who haven't yet received the faith, those within our family, um, maybe even like our grandchildren, great-grandchildren who've rejected, or excuse me, haven't rejected, but um, have not even had the opportunity to hear the gospel because of the rejection of their parents, right? Uh, That we pray for them and that we make intercession for them. Uh, Maybe we do it silently, for the sake, you know, not cause a scandal. Now, one of the other things that I've uh, been encouraged to consider this is by a, a pastor mentor of mine, um, is to offer them um, at the throne of God. Meaning, uh, when one comes to the altar before receiving the supper, to make intercession there, um, privately or personally. There's not often a lot of time there, but um, but it's still appropriate, right? To is to to, na- to name them and to say you know that you desire them to join you, um, either once again or for the first time at the altar of God to receive his gifts, right? So to make intercession for them. That's interceding. Um, we're also praying that this love um, for one another um, be strengthened and, and encouraged in us, uh, connected well to the sacrament there too, that we live faithfully among all people, but especially when it's talking about everyone here in the catechism, um, that everyone that's mentioned is the Christian community. That isn't to say that we don't love our enemies and we love those in the world. Um, as best we can, um, but first and foremost, of those of the household of faith, right? That we live faithfully among all people by faith in God's grace. We live in love toward everyone, um, but that we especially are attentive uh, to the requests, prayers, and things, intercession and thanksgiving of the Christian community that we've been gathered to, right? So that's why each day in the congregation of prayer, uh, I've encouraged you uh, to pray for those not only uh, in need but also those and thanksgiving all right so um, that's not something that's easy to do because we often think of prayer as just uh, asking for God in times of need or in times of want but it's also appropriate for us to um, consider what are the things that we're thankful for and to offer those up to God as well in prayer all right Um, so really what's being described here is what we call Christian vocation that every Christian is to live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. That's Galatians 2. It is our common faith in Christ and the grace of God, that is, his um, undeserved and unmerited love that unites us in love for one another. Right? Faith toward God and love toward one another. Just as Christ loved us, though we did not deserve it and had done nothing to earn uh, his favor, even so we are called then by the gospel, that same gospel, to live in love for one another, especially those (laughs) Here's the hard part: Who don't deserve such love? That might be worth remembering also when we talk about love and loving our neighbor. Um, Saint John, in in his first epistle, he writes, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who it loves is born of God and loves God, or knows God, I should say. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God sent His only begotten Son." Into the world that we might live through Him, and this is love that, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's the the blood sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loves us, we ought, also ought to love one another. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. All right. So you can see how it's the love of God uh, in Christ. Uh, by which we are called, and that's the gospel. And it's the love of God which then is our strength and source to live faithfully and in a lovely way towards one another in vocation. The source of true fulfillment is not living for oneself then, you know, living autonomously or independently of, of others, but actually in giving ourselves to one another out of our love for Christ, the love we've received from him. All right, so let us pray for everyone. Well, Lord, as you have loved us in place of yourself, and thereby fulfilled all of God's law on our behalf, teach us to walk by faith in your love, in all that we do, to live in love and self-sacrifice toward others in our callings, and to pray for everyone in need, seeking not our own glory, but the welfare and salvation of our neighbor. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Friday we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy all right on this may 28th we pray in thanksgiving with patrick and elroy both celebrating their birthday with samantha celebrating her baptism with evan and megan rejoicing in the gift of matrimony pray for those who are ill receiving treatment and recovering especially tristan marcella jeremy kelsey amanda john timothy and janice sandy Lindick, ken and blair our homebound bev david roy Willis, and janice and mickey And the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutherans for Life and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray our collect for this week. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in your holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. Come Holy Ghost, Creator Blessed.
2: of God most high the font of life the fire of love the soul's anointing from above in you with graces set of our mortal state with deathless might invigorate Son, and you from both us, three and one, that we your name may have bless, and in our lives the truth confess. All
0: right, so good to have you with us all here today for our Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. We'll continue in the book of Acts uh, chapter 2 next week. Tomorrow, of course, being Saturday, we'll look at uh, Sunday's readings for the Feast of the Holy Trinity. So I think Isaiah chapter 6. I can't remember what the epistle is we're going to look at. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, well, we've been getting some practice here, singing uh, the hymn of the day for Sunday. So that was intentional. Oh, and good to see you checking in in the chat. That's the other thing. Uh, I see Grace, Donna, Michael, Karen, uh, Eileen and Gus, Don and Karen all checking in. Thank you for your encouragement uh, and your praying with me and with the saints here at St. John. Um, It is a blessing not only uh, for you, God willing, but also for all of us uh, to have, well, to pray for one another and to show our love for one another in that way. So, Lord be with you all, keep you safe. We'll see you again in the morning.